Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, also CEO of Canafil who brings clinical-level CBD to the retail market. I would like to welcome our guest today. Both of these are students at Scottsdale uh, High School and are going to give us their perspective on today's topics. So, welcome to the show, Connor. Hello. And Mason, welcome to the show. Howdy. All right. So, today we will be discussing CBD and our teens. Now, why did I find this was a fitting conversation for now? Listen, it, it's a fair question to ask because in, in this COVID-19 that we're dealing with, we've got probably the biggest issue is isolation. Okay, now we have an upcoming school year that's starting in a couple weeks. Uh, there's all this frustration wrapped around uh, virtual learning as opposed to classroom learning. And then we just have all the other social anxieties and uncertainties that are floating around. Now, uh, how did that turn into a talk show or a discussion about CBD? Well, listen, it's really super important when teenagers have anxieties to treat them because their brain is in early stages of development. So it must be dealt with. And the concerns are is that the common way of dealing with this is through pharmaceuticals that have a pretty tainted past. And CBD has come into the marketplace and there's a potential for a, a more holistic alternative. So that's kind of today's subject. Uh, I would like to invite both Connor and Mason, again, Scottsdale High School students, just to be able to share their perspective on this topic as we go through it. Uh, I think it is important. Uh, we're also going to allow uh, a, uh, a, a caller in today. Uh, hopefully it's a, it'll be a parent. I'm sure it will. Uh, and we'll to maybe share some questions that would be on most of our minds. So let's start with an overview. So again, teens are very susceptible to stress and anxieties. The most prominent reason is during, during certain stages of your development, hormone imbalance is very common. So you're generally making a lot of it and hormones are all designed to adapt you to your current environments. Uh, and they can be overwhelming at a teenager year. So when you guys look around, either in others around you or even yourself, what other things are creating a lot of high anxiety? I don't have to, we don't have to go to the, the normal ones, but how about today, pandemic, couple of weeks before school starts, all this isolation, no sports, what, what things are doing it to you guys now? Creating high levels of anxiety. So... Uh, a variety of different options are, are, are presented to us on the table. Uh, school is starting back up soon. We, we don't have a genuine, like, we don't actually know what's going to happen. We know that school is, 
going to start up online for most SUSD uh, district schools. Right. Um, we understand that we will be going back to school at the earliest date possible, hopefully. Uh, so that, that, that poses a bit of anxiety there. Yeah. I know that we all have a life to live as well. Um, personally, you know, Connor and I have our whole lives ahead of us. I've just started a new job which I don't know if it's going to close down soon or if I'm going to be fired or Makes anything sense. like that. Uh, I have, personally for me, I, I have a girlfriend, so I, I have all that working against me as well because uh, I, I have to make sure she's okay and she's happy throughout this pandemic as well. Um, it, there's just a variety of different things that you know bring forth a sense of anxiety towards everyone. Thanks for sharing that. Connor, do you want to add anything? Uh, he hit most things. I mean, I kind of want to put a point into for his school. Uh, some anxiety that I have, at least, is not knowing exactly what they're going to do with online school, since mm-hmm. I kind of had a trouble with that um, before school ended last year. Yeah. Uh, so I was hoping that they don't take online school too far, or they just um, find different ways of using it. Now, speaking of which... Connor, you play a sport. You play baseball. Yeah. All right. Is that bringing you any anxiety to realize that, you know, maybe your baseball career might be compromised due to this COVID? Uh, I have higher hopes than most sports probably do because mine is in the springtime. uh, So that's towards the end of the year of school. So um, I'm going to have more time for hopefully this pandemic to calm down so that we can actually play a season. Uh, But I'm kind of sad that since we do have a class, uh, for baseball, which is just after school, or it's kind of like practice, uh, but in one of my periods for um, school. And I was kind of looking forward to that, but with online school, I don't know how well that's going to work out. Um, but so far, I've been just trying to make sure that I don't fall behind on baseball and um, improve myself. Right, doing it in other places. That's smart. Yeah, I would think anybody that has uh, their eye on sports as part of their their future plans, yeah, are probably under a lot of concerns, mostly for how you spoke of it, which is uncertainties. Yeah, just don't know, and that by itself creates some anxiety sometimes. The um, they the, listen. There are those stresses, uh, the hormone changes we talked about, but there's also also uh, social expectations. Uh, there's pressures from school, so you may not enjoy the virtual learning style, but that doesn't stop the school from adding the pressure of, you know, complying with it. And and then all your friends, so, you know, some are, it's just every, with everybody having uh, uncertainties as one of the biggest contributors to their anxiety, you never know who's uncertain about what, and there's just always a high state of yeah. anxieties all the time. Now, that brings us to one of the big issues, uh, and why we're having this show today is, remember, they have to be dealt with. Anxieties in teen, because they're under uh, the development stage of their brain, this can't be ignored, needs to be dealt with, and it commonly is dealt with using pharmaceuticals. And the pharmaceuticals in today, they're, they're racked with uh, a tainted past, and they have lots of, um, lots of uh, side effects. And I wanted to share some information that I dug up regarding these. Usually, pharmaceuticals that are used 
to treat anxiety or social or, or behavioral issues with teens are broken into two groups. Group one, benzodiazepines, and then group two, if these are, is either SR, SSRIs or SNRIs. Now, these, uh, the, the second group, uh, these are both designed to make more serotonin available to you. So an SSRI is called a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Uh, you will know them pro, like Prozac, Luvox, Paxil. Those are all Zoloft. Those are all SSRIs. Then you have an SNRI, which is a selective neuroperipherin reuptake inhibitor. And you'll recognize those uh, as Pristique, Cymbalta, uh, those are common ones there. Now, both of these, again, attempt to make more serotonin available to the neurons. When you come up to uh, benzodiazepines, they include things like Xanax, Valium, Ativan. Okay, now, benzos cause a rush of dopamine to the brain. Now, and that happens, that happy molecule, that helps alleviate your, your anxieties. They also alter the brain structure over time. And this is a problem because it creates a deficiency in dopamine. Now, benzos are usually intended for a short-term duration, like up to a month. But that's not what we're seeing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share some numbers. Uh, in 2016, uh, it was noted that benzo, uh, so these, these uh, you know, Xanax and Valium, <clears throat> they were, the prescriptions had, had uh, tripled that year. And have even quadrupled since 1996. But here's some interesting thing. In 2015, Xanax was called the world's most popular pill. Wow. With tens of millions of prescriptions being dispensed globally. American doctors who are writing, you know, they're writing like Xanax. And every year there seems to be an increase of up to 12% and the number of these prescriptions written. As a matter of fact, we have a, a data point here that in 2011, 49 million Xanax prescriptions were written worldwide. All right, some of the problems with these two versions of pharmaceutical solutions for our teenagers that have, that have anxieties are uh, some common ones, drowsiness, nauseaness, Dry mouth. Okay, they, those are fairly negotiable. I can handle those. All right, then we come to, to insomnia, diarrhea, nervousness, agitation, and restlessness. Okay, all right, not a big fan of those, especially if you're in a learning environment. And then we move on to dizziness, sexual problems, headaches, blurred vision. These are all accepted known um, out, um, side effects of these two drugs that are very commonly used to treat uh, anxiety in teens. All right, now, given that information, and this is not the last time we're going to talk about pharmaceuticals, you know, they, they are designed to target very specifically. And then when we look to nature to solve a problem inside of our bodies, it usually is one that deals in balance so that your body can do what it was designed to do. So I don't want to, you know, say I, I, I am a proponent for health. I do understand 
why the pharmaceuticals are who they are. Uh, they, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. They created a product that targeted the problem. All right. Just has side effects in most, most, in most occasions. Now, um, let's go to if, so CB, CBD has already been generally accepted as a treatment for anxiety. Okay, there are studies going back all the way to 1990s uh, and lots of them. So in the clinical world, CBD has already been generally accepted as a solution or a treatment for uh, human anxieties. Now, given that, that it's out there, uh, I guess I first wanted to ask, and if you, if the two of you uh, have noticed a use of CBD for anxiety in your peer group, either directly or indirectly, you hear of it. You know, maybe people are talking, or even school teachers are talking, or maybe there's memorandums going around going, if you're going to be doing CBD, here's the problems. What, what are you guys seeing? So it's mainly not CBD. It's mainly other recreational drugs. Okay. But, uh, yes, there is talk about recreational use of CBD and having, having it used as a stress reliever. Now, I've heard teachers talk about it as in, this is not okay, you should never touch this, this is, you know, the gateway drug, you know, the, the new gateway drug, I guess. Now, do you believe that your answer, so your answer sound, still sounds more like you may be referring to THC? Yes, All but right. that's the only thing people know in my area of learning. God, thank you. So that's interesting feedback. And hey, I, I'm, it does not surprise me. Again, so many people that we, we, we help and we talk with don't clearly understand that cannabis is broken in two separate plants. There's a marijuana plant and there's a hemp plant. They both have very, very different profiles in them. Uh, so interesting. I, I appreciate that response. Connor, have you seen or felt anything um, with peer group using CBD? Uh, not for really anxiety use. Uh, most of my friends aren't pres- or don't have prescribed um, pills for any anxiety. Yeah. Uh, so they don't really use it for that. But I do have friends that play sports and everything. Um, and most of the time, they um, can use it for muscle pains or even if they have like a bad stomach or anything like that, and they just need a um, way to calm it down for a bit. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting, Connor. I have also heard the same thing, that uh, when it comes to pain and inflammation, even in youth, it's becoming accepted. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's becoming accepted because I believe that it is widely discussed in the medical community now. Yeah. Um, there's a, I mean, teenagers, youth are pushing their bodies and their minds to a limit to where I don't think it should be. <laughs> I mean, yes, progressing forward into the future is great, um, but we need to learn to slow down a bit, I think. And then, but the uh, CBD aspect of this is, is great because we can actually, you know, we're able to soothe that pain throughout uh, the process of taking CBD. Right. So, you know, if you're taking sports or if you're taking high-level classes with a lot of stress or anything like that, CBD is a great use for that as well. Uh, 
And it does. And and so today's conversation was about anxiety and using pharmaceuticals that have consequences to treat the anxiety. But to Connor's point and to yours, in sports, how were they treating uh, injuries in the past? Right? They were shoving needles in these and they were cutting and they were prescribing pharmaceuticals that had consequences. I do get that in the sports area, this is becoming you know, a lot more accepted, especially in youth. And to be absolutely honest, usually when youth uses it, it's usually in a topical application. It's always hemp-derived. I've not heard of anybody prescribing anything from the marijuana side of the cannabis family. Uh, so, yeah, interesting perspective. So, uh, and, and I, it, you know what? If my kids were on the football field, baseball field, and somebody said, let me uh, inject you know, an anti-steroid into your knee? Uh, no, no, but I can't often see that coming out of the kid's mouth. Can you guys? No. All right, they're like, hey coach, what's gonna get me back in that game? Yeah. yeah I yeah. know, lots of pressure there too. So I do kind of like how that is shaping up uh, as a alternative to some of these things who could, by the way, shorten your career. Yeah, you're going back into the game, but you know, you may be out in late 20s, and that would, that would you'd, yeah, you'd be right at the, the prime of your life there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's clearly put this in perspective. We know that our teens are facing anxiety. We know that there are prescription drugs commonly prescribed to them to help treat this because it is important to treat it, but we're very aware that there are Risks. There are side effects documented, well documented, with these prescription drugs that are being offered up. So today's conversation is, is CBD a viable alternative? How are parents feeling about it? How are kids feeling about it? And we're going to share some, some research. So what we'll do is we're going to take a little bit of a break for our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the little bit of knowledge that we've dug up for you on, well, well how is CBD helping in this area? So, a little bit of a break, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, welcome back listeners. Today's subject, your teens on CBD. While we were on break, we were having a discussion about what other things... Uh, these two Scottsdale students, uh, high school students, had been uh, experienced in their peer group, and Mason brought up uh, what what he had also witnessed. And Mason, if you could just take a minute and share that. Yeah, so uh, we've seen throughout social media or the news or anything like that, we've seen a lot of cases of uh, depression throughout the teens of today's. Um, just being the fact that you know the unknown is still unknown, uh, there's a lot of anxiety, and now you're home with parents, and some of these parents aren't the best parents in the world, and so you get to the point where these these kids feel like they're not wanted, they're not, you know, they, they uh, don't believe in anything, yeah. they think the world's out to get them, and then they can't handle it anymore, okay. and then their life is, you know, eventually forfeited by them, sadly. So, I hear you. Yeah, talking about CBD and depression is one of the biggest things that that. Uh, I think is, is valuable because I think teenagers of today's uh, of today's society mostly talk about depression. Stress is definitely a big one, but depression is on my on my top of the list at least. That makes sense, and I really appreciate you sharing that. the uh, The reality is is depression is huge. Yeah. Uh, when we talked about anxiety today, it was more conditional to what's going on in today's world globally. Uh, but to depression is even bigger because it's always something that we are fighting. Uh, so fair, fair contribution to this section. And as we talk through uh, how CBD has an impact on those type of, of issues, you'll see a, there'll be an obvious connection there. So let's, let's take this position thinking that we have parents of teenagers who are going, okay, okay, that's a relevant issue. Uh, pharmaceuticals treating uh, anxiety and depression. So what is this CBD and how is it going to help? So let's just start sharing that information so that our listeners know. All right, let's go first with CBD, when taken, helps boost your GABA and balance your glutamate signaling. All right, got to ask, well, what the heck are those things? All right, let's, let's do this. So Balance between two key neurotransmitter, the calming gamma and the excitatory glutamate. Okay, your brain was designed to upregulate one, downregulate the other, depending on what it hears, what it, what environment it's in. It knows which one to trigger. Well, if it's out of balance, you could always be triggering your glutamate. And what is that? That is the excitatory uh, neurotransmitter. So if you're in a constant state of excited transmissions, there is, thereby is the definition, definition of your anxiety. Everything that comes in is escalated way up here. 
All right, so yeah, remember, CBD impacts your endocannabinoid system inside of your body, which deals with your emotions. And in this, your, your endocannabinoid system, if it's triggered with CBD, has the ability to upregulate one and downregulate the other one as your endocannabinoid system senses it needs. All right, that's, that's first. Let's go to a second one. CBD helps stimulate neuron growth. Okay, why did this show up? This was important, uh, especially in our teenage years. And this is called neurogenesis. And this is the production of integration of new neuron paths. And I believe this is a hyperactive stage of development all the way until you are 17 years old. And by design, you want to foster a lot of this neurogenesis. Uh, you want to foster a lot of it. And I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of stuff in today's environment that limits the amount of this that's going on. All right, let's go to the next. CBD is a powerful anti-neural inflammatory. All right, we already know it's an inflammatory when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also been well-established and accepted that it is a neural inflammatory as well. And you will find that as inflammation increases in the brain, certain transmissions, certain neurotransmissions, certain, certain activities between the brain components start to become a consequence, start to suffer. That's where this one's coming from. Let's keep going down the list. CBD helps to normalize signaling that's that that was this this uh, signaling thing between the amygdala the 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 amic, uh, the I'm sorry the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex this suggests that normalization between these two may underline the antipsychotic effects of CBD so the result indicates that CBD has moderating effects on the altered pattern of the brain's activity in people with psychosis. Let me tell you what psychosis. Well, first, the study also showed that psychotic symptoms did show a decreased trend, a decreasing trend after even just a single dose of CBD. What is psychosis? Psychosis is a condition that affects the way your brain processes information. It causes you to lose touch with reality. So if your brain is processing information incorrectly and your glutamate signaling is being upregulated, which means uh, the excitatory, so now you're getting the information that's not being received correctly and the excitatory neurons are being elevated, boom, that is a perfect mixture for high anxiety. Mm -hmm. Do this long enough, now you're in a state of depression. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the last thing is CBD calms the histamine response. Very connected to your brain does not function well when it is, uh, when it is, um, when, when it is um, um, inflamed. So the inflammation, the neuroinflammation that we had talked about earlier, well, your brain, when it responds to anxiety, re- releases a histamine. And that histamine, by nature, uh, causes a widening of the blood vessels, 
as part of its mode of action. And this allows more blood into the reaction site, countering the anti-inflammatory response. Mm. All right, so inflammation created by histamine is triggered by anxiety. Again, inflammation in the brain is not a healthy place to go. All right, information there, there's a lot. What do you guys think about the information? I, I saw a lot of head nodding from you guys, so it, it sounds to me as it made sense to you. Uh, I also, I think maybe it becomes somewhat obvious that a pharmaceutical drug was designed to go in there and just target one of these issues. We have a very clear understanding when that happens, it usually tro throws our entire system off of balance because when your body goes in and solves an issue, it knows how to do it and regulate the problem so that everything still stays in balance. When you bring a pharmaceutical into your body, it does not know how to do that, and nor does your body know how to handle foreign, this foreign material, so things get out of balance. Uh, the term for being in balance, you may have heard that before, is called homeostasis. When your body is in homeostasis, it knows what to do and can do it well. And so a lot of these things that we were listing off that CBD could do truly does keep, help keep the body in homeostasis, making things tons, tons better. Uh, I know I'm doing a lot of talking. I just got to get some of this stuff out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're all good. And then once we'll do that, we'll have some conversations. Let me talk a little bit about some studies. So back in 2015, a group of researchers led by a Dr. Esther Blessing, uh, she was with the New York University. Uh, the uh, New York University, and she and her team investigated the potential of CBD for treating anxiety. And they poured over 49 different studies, and they found promising results in addition to the need for more studies, which has been the common thing over the last few years. So let me, let me give, share some results of their studies. The preclinical evidence conclusively demonstrates CBD's efficacy and reducing anxiety behaviors relevant to multiple disorders. Dr. Blessing wrote, those included generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, panic disorder, social anxiety disorders, and OCD. All right, now I know we're throwing around a lot of medical stuff. Remember who our listeners are? Parents sitting at home going, hmm, okay, maybe I'll look into this a little bit more. That's really what uh, this is all about. All right, so CBD has some potential here. Well-documented, still studies absolutely need to come out. So I went to the other side of the fence, and I go, okay, well, what's holding people up? Where are the concerns at? And I didn't go to what were the concerns from the parent side. I went to the concerns from the medical community, the doctors, the doctors that are in charge of the health of your teenager. And let me share with you some of the things that they shared. First, the biggest problem is there a lot we still do not know. So the lack of evidence is what's curbing today's physicians and prescribing CBD as an, uh, to, as an alternative to pharmaceuticals, to the Prozacs and the Zolas and whatever. So that's the issue, is there's not enough hard evidence yet, or what they call clinical evidence yet, to make them comfortable enough to go, 
okay, we have this young mind, this developing brain, we're not willing to put it at risk. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you guys something. I always, I always love, I always love the genuineness of somebody of your guys' age. So, so the study is about CBD, very holistic, very natural in your body, creates homeostasis in your body, all good stuff, you know, flowers and spring and sunlight, pharmaceuticals. What do you guys hear about those? Always wait it, right? Yeah. You guys watch the commercials, listen to the commercials, what do they say at the end of it? All the side effects. Oh my goodness. Very quickly. And you think, right, very quickly in this little <laughs> Tony voice, and you think, who in the heck would take it? But everybody does. As a matter of fact, I almost think there's a lot of people that just don't hear those anymore. Mm -hmm. What's the freakiest thing you've heard? Uh, Could cause... Death. Oh, oh yes, okay. <laughs> I definitely heard that one too. Right? And you hear that and you go, huh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so I guess my question is, a lot of these physicians are in this sit in this state where hey we don't have enough clinical evidence, but they already know what they know, and that is, what do you guys think? And that is that pharmaceuticals have a, normally a bad path. Right. I mean, everything has their issues in this world. Good point. Some things are better, some things are worse. You know, it's kind of just like for the pharmaceutical piece of it, you're kind of playing and excuse this, but you're kind of playing Russian roulette. Okay. Uh, you're just finding which one's the empty chamber, you know, where you're taking it, no side effects <laughs> happen, and which one's the bullet, you know. That's so, well put, well yeah, put. I feel like everything has just, in its own sense, a bigger number of chambers right. at the end of the day. For instance, for, for uh, CBD al alone, it, it's definitely better than most uh, uh, pharmaceutical pills yeah. on the market today. How would you tell your, how would you respond to your parents if they said, yeah, hmm, let's put you on one of these. Let's put you on some Prozac because you are just, all this anxiety is terrible. Let's put you on some Prozac. And do I, do I need to read the, uh, the side effects? The side effects again? No. no. All right. So what would you guys have? Anything you'd want to share about that request? Uh, uh, I mean... Probably thinking like the average person would probably say yes because they wanted to fix the problem of anxiety, right? Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if they knew that there was a separate option, which would be CBD, uh, I believe that they might um, rethink taking that uh, prescription drug and choosing the CBD option that doesn't really have the side effects. Yeah. So what I think is... Um, the human mind would like to go to the easiest thing, especially in today's society. Yeah. So the pharmaceutical drug being the easiest thing that they can obtain, Prozac, yeah. just by a doctor's note and then going to CVS. You know, I, that's really all it takes. Um, it, it, it's quite easy to obtain this stuff. Uh, and being that easily, I think the human mind would personally try to go towards that instead of trying to go towards... Uh, CBD, which they don't know, they don't understand, you know, there's just, it's not as easy to obtain because they don't know where to get it. Yeah, yes, I, I do, yeah, and, and we're aware that that's a very common thing, uh, and it's interesting, Connor, I, I agree, I think a lot of teenagers, or at least what I've seen over the years, is you're like, 
teenagers are commonly going, yeah, and then they put me on this ADHD drug and I just slug my way through the day. And I'm wondering if that teen would have appreciated a choice as, a, as opposed to that. That's where I have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so good point. I know a couple friends who yeah. have ADHD and they do take medication for it. Yeah. And they explain to me all the time that they, you know, they're not ever hungry. They don't ever eat. They don't, uh, you know, they don't get enough sleep, and they're always doing something. They always have to be doing something, which is awful for them because they never get rest. Um, yeah. But it does keep their attention on one thing. Yeah. That's the exact. That's what you know. The, the ADHD medicine, whatever it may be, is trying to do. You know, it it just focuses on the one piece rather than helping the the. the uh, the person out yeah. the entire time. I completely get it. Let's uh, let's move into uh, let's talk more about those concerns that the uh, community has, specifically the, uh, the medical community. First, <coughs> I want to share. Excuse me. First, I want to share with you when I went down this path, I thought for sure I would see clinical problems. I would see, you know, we're not sure how this is going to affect their brain, and they could, you know, thirty-year-old, you know. You not be able to think clearly anymore, but that's not where it went. Here's where it went. Product unreliability. Because it's not a regulated industry, so who knows exactly what's in that product? Nobody knows. Okay, unless you get a third party test and you still gotta know how to read them. So you buy the product, you still have to know how to read it. Uh, so product unreliability was the number one concern. Two, how much would be absorbed? So again, pharmaceuticals are designed to be very specific. You take a dose, this is how much gets broken down into your body, it's very scientific. Well, when we talk about a holistic product from a plant, not so much. So it's difficult for those physicians who are used to precision to now have this solution, but not quite sure how much is actually going to get absorbed by every individual. Now, why is there so different? So many different variables there? Well, just start with, there's three different variables of delivery. You can put it under your tongue, you can inhale it, you can put it on your skin, and you can eat it. So just those four different deliveries all by themselves will alter how much gets absorbed. Now, let's go to the next one. Um, CBD may be safe by itself, but what about if it interacts with other drugs? Again, very fair. We've talked about this before, uh, so I'm not going to use it today. Uh, one doctor said, if it's used for sleep, worries that while it may potentially help with sleep, your child may become tolerant of it and possibly experiencing worsening sleep problems if they stop. Okay, that's relevant. Uh, let's keep going. Since CBD use, especially for kids, is still very, very new, few people are familiar with dosing. So again, a dosing problem. How much should I give? There's no real science there. Now, the cool thing about it is it's still a plant. And uh, it has already been established that it is uh, well tolerated by humans. And then the last piece is the legality of the of the cannabis plant in general is still quite murky right now. Nobody quite understands where the line is, THC being still illegal, cannabis or hemp plants still having a small level of THC in it, meaning that that's the component of the scheduled drug. And yeah, so it's still a little wonky. 
Um, last year, I want to tell you, the World Health Organization acknowledging the explosion in the unsanctioned medical use of CBD, reviewed the evidence for its safety and effectiveness, and the World Health Organization reported, concluded that CBD is generally well tolerated with a good safety profile. And any adverse effects could be a result of interaction between CBD and the patient's existing medication. That's uh, what the World Health Organization reported last year. So, in general, I, we were all quite surprised. It did not go to a health place. It went to the product. CBD is just quite not there yet, but it's getting close. So, parents, when you are out looking at this as an alternative, a lot of your energy needs to go towards evaluating the provider, looking for those third-party test results, okay? Really paying attention to the labeling. Those are important roles if you are to consider CBD as an alternative. All right, listeners, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the how. Okay, if you are interested in this move, what things should you do you need to know to make a good decision here? So we'll be right back. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. All right, listeners. Welcome back to the CBD Ed Show. This is your host, Smoldering Ed. <laughs> All right. So in this section, we're going to talk about how to use CBD, how to get CBD, current trends, and the legal and the legal climate. But first, we want to take a phone call uh, from a listener who is a parent, 
And let's see what question she has about this topic, CBD and teenagers. <laughs> Melissa, are you on the line with us? I am, yes. Well, thank you for calling in today. And what question might you have? So if I was to invest into CBD um, for my teenager with anxiety, how fast would they see results? Is it um, based on the strength of the CBD and the, cons the um, daily doses? And how many days do you even have to continue to give it to your teenager? Great question, great question. And thank you for asking that, Melissa. So question number one is, when CBD is introduced into the body for a purpose like treating anxiety, it's very fast. If the dote, I'm sorry, if the dose is correct, or I'll just say it, if it's high enough to solve the issue. Now, when I say it's very fast, it is. If, regardless of whether you ingest it, put it under your tongue, or inhale it, you are going to get effects within the hour, uh, and those effects will stay around for hours, three, four hours, uh, depending on the level of that anxiety. You may have to treat it a number of times a day, but the, uh, the, answer, the first answer to your question is, it happens quite quickly. Now, if you want to keep it up that way, I would expect a minimum treatment period of a month if we have a, a real anxiety problem. How that would be handled is, in the beginning, doses might be a little higher, towards the end, very infrequently and a lot lower. Uh, the, your, okay. endo, your endocannabinoid system has the ability to upregulate a lot of hormones that are called happy hormones, like 2-AG and anatomine. So if you have that constantly going through your brain uh, over time, that really helps raise uh, its level. Uh, second thing is dosing. Dosing is really about uh, size, age, and the problem, the, 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 uh, the, the intensity of the problem. Here's a good start. 15 milligrams a day if everything is on the low side. Weight, intensity of the problem. 15 milligrams is a good start. Well, you can get all the way up to 60 a day. 60 milligrams of CBD a day is well tolerated with no issues. Why? Here's a comment I want to say. Most of my studies, when you go back to the earlier shows, we have lots of clinical studies and they are dispersing or dispensing up to 300 milligrams of CBD. And again, well tolerated. So my range is going to be 15 to 60 for you on a daily basis. Results will happen very quickly. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for that question. Um, it's Melissa, and we're going to go and continue on with how to, and hope you'll, hopefully you'll find some information out then. Is there anything super you're curious to answer real quick? Or we can answer for you nope, real quick? you answered my question. Thank no, you. thank you. Thank you, Melissa, for calling in. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to... How to use, so this is great that she called in and kind of a, a great way to segue into the how to use CBD. There are a number of different versions of CBD. I'm sorry, delivery methods of CBD. We lightly spoke of them. Let's go ahead and talk through them. Underneath your tongue, we call that a tincture. Those glands under your tongue absorb very rapidly, does not go through your digestive system so very quick. Second one is going to be ingesting something. 
probably have seen lots of talks about gummy bears. That seemed to be a pretty popular one. Uh, I don't see teenagers wanting to do capsules, uh, but that's the other popular uh, form of ingesting CBD. And then we have um, inhaling it. You'll people hear people talking about vaping CBD when it comes to anxiety. That's probably the quickest delivery system. But keeping in mind, we have young, under, undeveloped yet lungs, so... That uh, might be a concern for some parents. And then last, we have a topical application. Not very, not commonly used for anxiety, mostly used for inflammation and soreness. All right, how to use CBD. If you are treating anxiety, a daily dose uh, is something that you should consider at least for a number of weeks. When you determine uh, the 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 weight of a person so if the weight of the person is under 60 pounds you know that's on the small side you get somebody over 200 pounds that's on the large side so there you go there's your range and then again your range of how much cbd the dosing amount would be that 15 to 60 milligrams okay so as you get up in in weight close to 200 pounds and your anxiety levels are fairly high i'm suggesting all the clinical studies 60 milligrams is going to be well tolerated and should do the job. Now, how to get your CBD? That's an important one, too. You guys have definitely heard the story about vaping products causing death. Remember that story about a year ago? Yes. Yeah. I know. It was all over the place. Where did that person get that product? From some dude who was making it in the basement. And it had nothing to do with the vape. It had something to do with vitamin A being added. And vitamin A, which was a dilutant, your lungs, your respiratory system does not do vitamin A. That was the problem. So when you buy it from an unreputable source, consequences. Same for CBD, consequences, okay? So how, how to get this stuff? Shop. Go online. Find a product, look through their website, go to their store. If they look reputable from that place, your next move is evaluate the third-party test. If they do not have a third-party test, I'm telling you, it's a problem. It's a problem for two reasons. One is they were not that invested. Let's say it. It's obvious. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. They were not that invested. Or... They did not not want to have something show up. They didn't want something to be seen. Okay? Most of the concerns of the medical community are wrapped around that one piece. Wait, the bottle says it's got 500 milligrams of CBD in it. We had it tested at 72. Yeah! That is a huge difference. All right? So much so, it's very difficult to treat anything. Uh, Let's see. Uh... Remember, and if you have any questions about that, how to read the test, uh, I think in June, early June, we had a whole show just on testing with the uh, with an executive uh, of a local testing lab out here. So feel free to read up on that or listen to that show, and you'll get more information on how to read a test. Once you have the product, keep it out of the sunlight. That's about it. Everything else about that product is fairly stable. Uh, how about current trends? Current trends are this. CBD is broken into three groups now. Group number one is called a CBD isolate. That means only the CBD molecule was extracted from the hemp plant. 
only that molecule and nothing else. It usually comes in a white powder. It's sprinkled onto whatever product they want to mix it in, and off you go. And their next two are called uh, broad spectrum and full spectrum. Broad spectrum includes other plant materials, but does not include any other cannabinoids. The hemp plant has over 100 cannabinoids in it, all designed to work really well with each other. Okay, they call it the entourage effect. And the last group on there is called full spectrum, which means all those cannabinoids are also extracted out of the plant at levels that are preferred uh, for treating things with humans. So keep that in mind. Current trends are every, a lot of people are moving towards full spectrum and away from isolated CBD. A lot of the, most of the trends now are THC only in the hemp plant. Remember, one molecule to 23 molecules of CBD. So one molecule of THC to 23 uh, molecules of CBD is very common in the hemp plant. In the marijuana plant, it's reversed. One molecule of CBD to 23 molecules of THC. So when it comes to the hemp plant, there's not enough CBD to cause any psycho, psychoactive uh, uh, anything. So keep that in mind. So a lot, of, a lot of our community members are moving away from that single cell CBD and moving over to uh, a full spectrum where all the cannabinoids are present. Let's talk a little, one more thing. Well, you know, let's um, trends, current trends. You guys seeing anything when you do hear about the use of only CBD? Hmm. How are people using it? What are you seeing or or become aware of? So you can just become aware of, of it because you hear. Uh, I've heard mostly about the... Um the underneath the tongue way of um, consuming it. Yeah. Um, I haven't really heard of taking it in capsule, and I've definitely heard from athletes uh, using the topical form of it, um, try it onto inflammations and uh, inflammations and sore muscles. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm at the age to where we um, parents aren't too comfortable with. Uh, the child or the thirteen to uh, vape, right, um, right? So I don't see much of that. Okay. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, very little use in the vaping form, but a lot of use in the topical and the tinctures. Right, okay. Um, I want to be able to go through the legal climate real quick before we close up today's show. Uh, here's the thing about legal requirement. So remember, those two plants are separated. The hemp plant is legalized; it's a commodity. The Marijuana plant is not. That still falls under the drug schedule. You can only get that by going to a dispensary. All right, but for the hemp plant by itself, there are no legal restrictions. I'll say that again. There are no current legal boundaries of a teen buying CBD. There are lots of companies that still will not sell it to you unless you're 18 or older. But that is a preference. I just want to put that out there that I'm not trying to encourage anybody. I'm just telling you where the law of the land is as of today. All right. And remember, CBD has very little THC, so well tolerated. Anyway, I don't really have much more today, and I'm running out of time, so we've got to close this show. Any uh, closing comments from helpful team members here? No, that's it. I've I got done. I really do appreciate both of you guys being on today's show and providing some feedback, especially to our parents, who I'm pretty sure are quite concerned about this topic. That's all for today's show. Feel free to stay connected with us uh, in any of our social media platform. Instagram is one of our best. 
Uh, and uh, if you ever need a direct need from me, just send me an email at info at This is the CBD Ed Show, and this is Ed signing off. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.